We are super excited because today's episode is sponsored by BarkBox. As most of you guys know, my dog Mackie is obsessed with his chew toys. You'll often hear him (laughs) squeaking his toys in the background of our episodes. It's true. But those toys do not last long in our house because he has some tough teeth. And that's why we love our subscription service, BarkBox. We have a few of the BarkBox toys in our house. And not only does he love them, but they have lasted and none of them have gotten ripped up, which is a win. (laughs) So BarkBox is a monthly subscription box that offers an array of themed boxes for your pup. Inside your box, you'll find toys, treats, and Unleashed Joy thoughtfully designed to satisfy every dog's unique play style. They even have holiday themed boxes available right now during the holiday season. BarkBox has several boxes to choose from depending on your dog's needs, such as the Super Chewer box, which was designed to challenge and engage your pup for longer lasting play, like my dog Mackie. Right now, you can get a free extra month of BarkBox, which is up to a $35 value by using our link www.barkbox.com slash inhumanpod. So give your dog exactly what they want this holiday season by using our link www.barkbox.com slash inhumanpod for an extra free month of BarkBox. Hey guys, it's Andrea. And Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast. So I don't think we have any business really to go over. No, there's um, not a lot of the episode. Yeah, yeah there's not a lot going on right now. Yeah, which is a good and bad thing, I guess, depending on which side of it you look at. <laughs> Very true. So I will just go ahead and just dive right into my case this week. So first of all, I want to give a huge shout out to... I hope I'm saying this right, this right but I think it's Aaliyah... Or Aliyah, it's A A L I Y A H. She sent in a case suggestion, and her suggestion was the the murder of Grace Mullane. Um, and it actually took place in New Zealand, where she's from. And oh wow! I love New Zealand accents; they're my most favorite accent. So when I was like listening to news, <laughs> like news uh, stories on this, um, even though it was obviously a very sad case, I was enjoying that part of it at least. So yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for sending in your case suggestion. And um, this one's a doozy, and obviously it's a murder case, so there is a resolution and. Um, there is justice so okay that's good you know it's sad and it's hard but at least there is justice for this this girl and this and this family that's good and i'm gonna do my best to pronounce things um the way they pronounced it i'm not gonna use um a new zealand accent but (laughs) i did i did look up all the pronunciation pronunciation so i am gonna try to make sure i pronounce things correctly Okay, so Grace Mullane was a beautiful, outgoing 21-year-old from Wickford, Essex. She graduated from the University of Lincoln with a bachelor's degree in advertising and marketing in September of 2018. 
And much like many people her age, she wanted to travel. I totally get that. Yeah. You know, she's 21 years old, like graduating. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So after graduating, Grace embarked on the adventure of a lifetime, traveling and backpacking through South Africa, or excuse me, South America, and then New Zealand. Grace arrived in New Zealand for a two-week stay on November 20th, 2018, and traveled around the Upper North Island. She arrived in Auckland on November 30th, which was obviously just 10 days after her arrival in New Zealand. And she had um, hopes and dreams and plans to later travel to Thailand, the Philippines, and Australia. So Grace was last seen on Saturday, December 1st, 2018, which just so happened to be the eve of her 22nd birthday. Oh, no. Which is so sad. I know. Grace's parents became worried when she didn't reply to birthday messages they had sent her, you know, on her birthday the next day. And there was, like, reports that that evening she had sent her parents, like, pictures of, like, Christmas trees and Christmas lights that she had seen around town. Um, and then seemingly went Mm, radio silent the next day. So she had, she had been spotted on Victoria Street in Auckland's central business district the night before. And the police pretty quickly started to investigate her disappearance after her parents reported her missing. However, at that time, they did not believe that any, like there was no evidence of foul play. Which, I mean, that's kind of jumping the gun, but all right. Yeah. Good that um, it was her birthday the next day because, you know, maybe she might have not been, people not, might have not realized she was missing so quickly yeah. had it not been, like, for sending birthday messages and stuff. Yeah, that's very true. That's a very good point. So, sadly, on December 9th, around 4 p.m., Grace's body was found in a suitcase in Waitakadir. Why to cat deer ranges, which was around 12 miles or nine kilometers west of central Auckland, where she was last seen. It also later came out that she was last seen at the City Life Hotel on Queen Street with a man named Jesse Kimson, who Grace had met via Tinder and arranged a date with Grace the day before her 22nd birthday. Police subsequently announced that they were treating Grace's case now as a homicide investigation. And Kimson, who was 26 years old at the time, was their prime suspect. So Kimson was later taken into custody. And police had asked for the public's help in finding a shovel they believed was related to Grace's murder. The shovel fitting the police description was found on December 13th. And police also requested the public's help in tracing the movements of a rental car Kimson had leased between December 2nd and the 3rd. So right away, they were, you know, asking for the public's help. They were convinced that he had something to do with her murder. And they were really, from all accounts, on top of everything. That's impressive, but also doesn't surprise me because it's not the U.S. America. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Other countries have their shit together a lot more than America does in this aspect. So that's great. I agree. It definitely seems like in most countries they, they get on top of it. So it was rumored that in the months leading up to Grace's murder, Kimson had shared a number of conversations with women on Tinder 
He allegedly told one girl that he, quote, liked feet, dominating, and strangulation. Okay. Which, like, do you, boo-boo, like, you know, everyone's got their own kinks, and, like, we're not kink-shaming, but that just is very telling, knowing, you know, what we Yeah, and the strangulation is what would, like... Red, flag. red flags yeah exactly. <laughs> for us definitely for us but there are yeah. people who are like really into that and that's okay um yeah. obviously and not I, strangulation to death but you know yeah and i know that that's definitely part of like a sexual kink that some people enjoy and that's totally fine and like you do you but knowing that he's a murder suspect and then seeing right. that that's like all right you know just it yeah like, keep it in your pants, partner. Like, you're coming on a little strong. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting that that's, like, I mean, you know, I guess some people are just bold and will say that type of stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe he was ho- hoping to get something out of her and she would be on board with, with those things. I don't know. Yeah. Also, it was alleged eight months earlier that he had brutally raped another British tourist Okay, so now this that's is a like, big red flag. Yeah, like he brutally raped this British tourist, and then he goes on to, you know, be a murder suspect. Exactly, and another British tourist <laughs> with another. Yeah, British tourist. no, that's that's all right. <laughs> like he got a taste of something, and then he wanted more. That was like escalation, you know. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, by all accounts, Grace had been having a good night with Kimson. Um, hours earlier, she had messaged her friend telling her, quote, I click with him so well. Mm. It was unfortunately the last communication she would have with friends and family that she left behind in Britain. And there was also like a lot of CCTV footage of their night. Um, okay. They went to like various bars and restaurants and um, they were seen like, holding hands, kissing, laughing, smiling. So she really was Aww. having a good time and really thought, like, this guy was a decent guy. Right. That And that makes me think that it was almost just like a he wanted to do something with her that she didn't want to, and he got angry. Yeah. He, he played her, for sure. Mm. So now we're going to dive into his trial. Um, and kind of go over the events um, of her murder, Grace's murder, as well as what happened um, after she was found. Did they have any physical evidence? Or is that something you'll talk about? Um, yes and no. There was not, I mean, there was, I don't think there was any DNA evidence necessarily. But it wouldn't have mattered because he kind of, sort of confessed-ish. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so, and I will just give a blanketed trigger warning, because I am going to discuss, you know, her injuries, the murder, and just a lot of different things that might be triggering. So, first of all, the trial started about a year later on November 4th, 2019, and it lasted three weeks. Wow. It's kind of a long, a long time, yeah. Especially for something that seems so cut and dry. Yeah, well... Yeah. Okay. (laughs) During the trial, (laughs) Grace's mother also gave her victim impact statement. Um, There is video footage of that, but um, I'm not going to really dive into that just because 
it, it is very important to the case, I guess, but it's not, you know, it's the typical, like, sad, yeah. upset mother, and I just don't want to go into that. But she did give a victim impact statement, and I do think that it affected the jury pretty greatly. That's amazing. Good for her. Um, and since it was, you know, she's she's in Britain, so she did it from her home computer um, via the internet during the trial. Oh, my voice is cracking. Okay, so Grace Mullane died from a prolonged pressure to the neck, according to forensic pathologist Dr. Simon Stables. She had more than a dozen bruises found on her body, with nine of them occurring probably around the time of death. So, like, almost offensive wounds? Yeah, so she had, like, bruises leading probably up to the death, and then basically as she was dying... He was still oh assaulting her. Yeah. Jeez. The bruises were found on her upper arms, her left clavicle, and her collarbone, and to the front and back of her left shoulder. The bruises on her upper arms and left shoulder were typical of bruises that you would see if someone was restrained. Okay. Dr. Stables also stated that it would typically take a person four to five minutes to die from the injuries that Grace suffered. So basically he, you know, seemingly strangled her for that period of time. That's not like an accidental, you didn't realize how far Mm -hmm. you had gone during something that was supposed to be fun and you like went too far. That's, that's not, yeah, that, that's not an accident. And that's like a crime of passion, too. They always say that strangulation is such an intimate, like, crime of passion because you have to look somebody in their face while you're killing them. So on your point, his lawyers tried to argue that Grace had died during a quote-unquote rough sex after consensual choking went wrong. No, like, (sighs) Like, that could happen, but not four to five minutes worth of strangulation. Like, no. Right. And, like, when, from what I understand, because I'm no expert, but when people do like to get strangled during sex and, and sometimes they like to pass out, you stop when they start passing out, from what I understand. <laughs> not, not something I've ever done, so I don't know for sure <laughs> how you would even know to stop, but. But if somebody passes out, you think as a human being you would stop because you wouldn't then it would be hard to tell to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would know, like if I keep going, they might stop breathing and I'm not going to be able to tell because they're passed out. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not an accident. I don't think so either. Because if that was the case, why didn't he call for help? Because he had to have seen right. that she stopped breathing, you know. But there was no emergency services called at all. Instead, however, at 1.30 a.m., while Grace's body lay deceased on in his room, Kimson made a number of internet searches, um, which indicate not, not only how unconcerned he was about her death, but how he was actively plotting to try and conceal it. Oh, that's... Never good. I love when they find internet searches. Mm-hmm. So he used his phone, his mobile phone, to look up phrases like hottest fire and the ranges where they found her body. 
um, because he did, you know, bury her in a shallow grave. Okay. He also searched pornography websites, such as Pornhub, for videos to watch. And another little trigger warning, because this is disgusting and perverse. Oh, God. He took several intimate photographs of Grace's body, including close-up images, manipulating her body to get in certain poses and images that he wanted. What the fuck? Yeah, so you didn't accidentally do anything. No. And this was like, they were able to prove that this was after she had died? Yeah. No, that's not a fucking accident. So the following morning, with Grace still lying in his room, he texted another woman that he had met on Tinder trying to arrange a date for later that day. Oh my god! Yeah. What the fuck? Like... I know that it's defense lawyers' job to defend people, but did you really think that saying that this was an accident was gonna fly? They grasp at straws, so... And sometimes it does. Sometimes it fucking does fly. So, shortly after he was caught on CCTV buying a suitcase, there was footage of him going from his room to a leisure store um, to buy the suitcase, which I'm not really sure what a leisure store is, but I guess it's like... Probably like a... Where you buy suitcases. Travel store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then he went to the supermarket to buy some cleaning products, and then he went to the car rental business. Like, he, yeah, it's just like boom, boom, boom. Like, yep, we know what you're doing. Yep, he was then seen parking his rental car outside the hotel where he then picked up a trolley from the reception area, <laughs> went upstairs, and returned with the trolley. And it was now carrying two large suitcases, mm-hmm. one of which was the one that he had bought earlier that day. Mm hmm. Gee, I wonder what's that about. Yeah. yeah. That's he loaded sick. the, I know, he loaded the cases, the suitcases into the car and moved it to a nearby car parking lot. Throughout the day, the CT, the, I can't say that. Throughout the day, the CCTV footage revealed that he had changed his clothes multiple times. Early the next day, about 6.15 a.m., Kimson is filmed leaving the hotel again and driving off in his car, stopping only to buy, guess what? A shovel. <laughs> from a store that was out of town. So, These people are like so you said, stupid. The events, of the, the events of his day and the movements that he made those two days are sign sealed, delivered proof right. that, you, that you killed that girl. There's no, there might not be physical evidence of like a murder weapon, but right. Well, his hands were the murder damn. weapon. Well, yeah, know? but they might not be able to like physically prove that necessarily. But that's pretty damn clear to me. So I watched a, um, like a little news clip, I guess you could say, on YouTube, where the the New Zealand police, the, or not the not the whole entire country's police, but like the area. <laughs> right. Auckland's police um, were questioning him. So the first day he went in for questioning, he was denying it. He was saying, like, you know, how can you guys hold me here against my will when I did nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, 
you know, trying to get him to confess. And then the next day they brought him back in. And that's basically when he, you know, loosely said, okay, this happened. And, and the whole, you know, motive of, I had consensual sex with her and it kind of went awry, but we, well, thank God he's so fucking stupid. And yeah, went and bought all this stuff and was caught on camera. And on top of that, like, obviously, um, Grace wasn't seen leaving the hotel. Yeah. So yeah, you fucking idiot. Yeah. So with all of that being said, the jury returned with a guilty verdict after five hours of deliberation. Wow. A three week trial and only five hours of deliberation. I know. I'm like, why did it take three weeks? But I don't know. I mean, it was. It was um, 2019. I mean, obviously it was pre, you know, pre Pammy, but um, yeah, but still, like, since it's like I said, since it's not like a physical, like, we have his DNA on a murder weapon. Like, they still right. had to lay out the whole thing and then questioning and all of that. So I can see how yeah. that could take a long time. And Kimson was convicted of nine charges relating to Grace's murder as well as various other attacks, including the rape from eight months prior, because that woman did come forward, and several series of offenses against a former partner, which I guess she came forward during the trial as well. So I'm glad that they had, like, the courage to to come forward with their stories. Those charges included murder, rape, sexual violation, threatening to kill, and assault. His name had initially been suppressed from the public because of the other two cases he was being charged in, um, which we don't do that here, do we? Do we do that? I don't think we do that here. I don't think so. I think we come out and we're like, this motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. But, you know, New Zealand has different rules. However, thankfully, that order was lifted by the New Zealand Supreme Court after he lost an appeal against his murder conviction and sentence, which I'll get into more of that in a minute. So he did try to appeal okay. his case pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. I know. So it was reported that several members of the jury wept following the verdict. Wow. In New Zealand, murder carries a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment. With a minimum non-parole period of 10 years, except when such a sentence would be manifestly unjust, a.k.a. like a mercy killing, which I don't know how they can prove that, but I I guess if, you know, someone's sick or something like that. So on February 21st of 2020, Kimson was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum non-parole period of 17 years. In March of 2020, it was reported that Kempson would appeal his conviction and sentence at the Court of Appeals. The appeal hearing began in Auckland on August 6th. On December 18th of 2020, the Court of Appeal dismissed the appeal, although the Supreme Court ordered that the name suppression should remain in place until further court order. Okay. That same day, it was reported that taxpayers had paid more than 400,000 NZs, which I guess is their um, 
currency. Yeah, their their currency. And right. Kimson's legal aid. Oh. Yeah. I was like, why? Yeah. That why? took a turn. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I couldn't find anything that said, like, why they did that. Maybe that's something that they just do. I don't know. But he yeah. was already convicted, so I don't know why they would try to help him. That's interesting. Okay. <sighs> On June 29th of 2021, the Supreme Court dismissed Kimson's application for leave to appeal the verdict, thereby exhausting his legal avenues to overturn his conviction. Yay. Okay. Yeah. He continues, for, however, good. to appeal against his other two convictions. So he's at the very least trying to get a lesser sentence, which, I mean, he's pretty much got a at least, what, 17 years? 17, to, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> which, like, fuck you, dude. Why? Yeah. I, that, frust- that frustrates me because he was convicted of murder and he still has the potential to get out in 17 years. And he's 26. Yeah, that's, so, like, yeah. he's not even going to be, like... 50 or he'll be like yeah. right around 50 that's so frustrating and like i know that a lot of times i mean at least in the u.s a lot of times they end up not getting out yeah. but still it's like it's frustrating that it's even a possibility imagine being the family you know yeah no which on that note grace's father david Mullane, said after the verdict in her murder trial fighting back tears quote grace was taken from us Grace was taken away from us in the most brutal fashion a year ago, and our lives have been ripped apart. She did not deserve to be murdered in such a barbaric way during her gap year. Grace was our sunshine, and she will be forever missed. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. I know. Wow. It really is. Like, So, that is the case. The murder of Grace Mullane. Um, definitely a doozy, but... You know, sometimes we have to tell yeah. those stories, too, because... Yeah, I'm glad you covered that, because I've never heard of her, and, you know... I had never wanna, heard of it, either. Yeah, we want to get like as at many all. victims' names out there as possible. Exactly. And and wow. I know we like to cover, like, you know, a lot of missing and unsolved cases, but I do think it's important to cover the cases that are solved, especially when justice is served, even though it may yeah. not feel like that to the family, but... You know, it just gives hope to people who are going through similar experiences. And, and anytime we have the opportunity to get victims' names back out into the media, even if they are deceased, sadly, like, we're going we're gonna to do that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Wow. Well, I'm glad that the guy was stupid enough to, to do all of that so that he could get caught. And Yeah, and I hope he never gets parole. I hope he continues to rot in prison. Um. I don't know how vicious the New Zealand prisons are, but hopefully they're yeah. they're, I hope they're awful. awful. <laughs> yeah. But um, I will be posting information and um, pictures from this week's episode or from today's episode on our Instagram and our Facebook. Um, you know, you guys know the drill. It's at inhuman underscore podcast or inhuman, a true crime podcast. Make sure on top of that, um, if you guys want to send in case suggestions or listener stories to hit up our website, um, inhumanpodcast.com. We are taking yeah. submissions there or you can email us or um, 
that's really all we want you to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the easiest. Don't send if them send on Instagram it, just because, like, they get lost in all the messages. Yeah. But we do try to try yeah. go through those, like, periodically. So, yeah, keep sending those in. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for you guys for today. Um, catch up with us on Monday. We will be having a very um, big controversial yeah, Maybe probably very, definitely big, very big. Yeah, very big case. Yeah, um, coming next week for you guys. Haley's gonna be covering, so strap on your holy shit boots for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but thank you guys as always for listening, and until Monday, keep it human. Bye.